The Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawks and John O'Neill. Brought to you by Newgate Farm. North Pacific. What a weapon. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. Great to be with you on this Monday morning. Time for the Monday Means Test. Thanks to North Pacific and Newgate Farm. You can join our conversation anytime you want. 0499 736 736 or send us a message on SEN Talk. Go to the SEN app, click on Giddy Up with Gareth Hall, press the talk button and record your message. You might have a strong opinion about Jimmy Starr and his performance there at Flemington on Saturday. Let's welcome in the team. Wayne Hawks, hello to you. Morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. And Johnny O'Neill, geez, you're being talked about Oof. over the last 48 hours and you've incredible. done nothing wrong. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible, Gareth. In fact, Good morning, John. How are you, mate? Good morning, how are you? John. How are you, yeah. Wayne? Better for sitting next to you because at least at least I know where you're coming from when you're coming for me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank now, you. The King's Gambit might just be the oh no today. So roll the tape for us, can you, Julesy boy? Oh, off the top. Wow. Here we go. Oh no. Here's Gareth. See you walking around like it's a funeral. Craig Williams' funeral. Yeah, well, it was all happening there on Saturday and I was blown away with the debate and the passion that went on, especially on social media regarding Jimmy Starr. Did it blow and up? And his performance, it blew up. Did it really? And there was a lot of, like, hate there. Miles Fitzner copped it yesterday on our social media platforms. They had a debate He's about the ride. He's a good man, ride. Miles, too. They had He's about, a loyal man. Yeah, they He's had a about 60,000 views, a little bit more. Beautiful, um, really? So everyone had their opinion on it. Kirima, after the race, that Craig Williams had a brain fade, then Craig Williams apologised for his ride on Jimmy Starr. The man that was... Inside that inner sanctum, of course, was the part owner, Johnny O'Neill, who joins us, as he always does. Now, Johnny, talk us through what the instructions were, first of all, when you were talking to Craig before you linked him up on Jimmy's star there on Saturday. Well, I think at the end of the day, we all know Craig is a is an elite rider. There's no doubt about that. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah. So look, Get to look, the point. He's an elite rider. I think at the end of the day, you're riding a horse that uh, was backed into a dollar twenty four. I think was he dollar twenty five? Yeah. So he was backed into a very very short price favourite. Any form guys or and most of the people that have been going to the races for a long time know that that fourteen hundred meter um, shoot, if that's what it is, the jumping bit at uh, at Flemington. When you draw sort of wider than eight or nine, there's always some serious decisions to be made because getting caught deep there and working up the hill is, is, is an issue, right? And I'll tell you why, because when it is a sunny, a small shoot of probably 80 metres, you, you jump out the chute, you go, let's say 100 metres, and then you've got the course proper to contend with when you get on the main track, you go to the rail. Pretty much as soon as you get to that rail, it's a left-hand turn all the way to the top of the straight. So that's what you're basically getting yep. at. When you draw wide there... It's uh, you've got to take your medicine or punch forward. So I had a couple of conversations prior to the race, which was really good. And I sort of said, look, we were a little concerned with the draw. Um, Craig uh, obviously made a decision to to push forward and have a look, which is a sensible thing to do. When he got there, I think five or six horses were booting up um, in underneath him. I think if you go back and ask him again, and as he said in in the post-race interview, he had to make a decision whether to continue to go forward or drop his hands and go back. He's on a dollar twenty-four thing. He thought that it was much, much better than the other horses in the race. So he pushed forward uh, and in pushing forward, put the horse in completely unfamiliar territory. He'd never 
He doesn't race like that. But having said that, Craig made the decision that, you know, he's a fours on, a fives on hope or whatever he is. So at the end of the day, we go forward, control the race and, and, and kick away the, and win. What were the instructions? So Kieran, Kieran said to him, um, jump out and have a look uh, and then make your call. And making your call was, if you have a look at all of his pattern and the last two or three runs that he's had and his wins in New Zealand, he's definitely a go-back horse, ride, get some cover. Now, if you go back the previous week and, or two weeks earlier when, when Blake rode him, he missed the start that day and obviously was off the pace and took off a bit early. So I think, I think there's a couple of things to take into consideration here. Craig made a call to go forward and control. Um, I've been watching all the shows and listening to all the emotion and all the passion and everything, which is great for racing. Mm. Not so great for You're the people that back the horse. You're listening to your own media, right? Okay. Well, no, I, just, I, mean, I was, yeah, I was no, listening to okay. Hutchie. I was listening to Hutchie yesterday. Actually, I watched that show. I reckon it's pretty good on Racing.com um, with um, with Jane and with uh, Nige. Yes. I thought it was really good. Anyway, you know Hutchie's opinion going forward, controlling. They went slow. The horse had every opportunity. All I would say is. Um, I watched Superimpose have his first six or seven starts and go forward, and he couldn't win a maiden at Seymour until he missed a start one day, and then they worked out that was his pattern and how he raced, right? So he's an improving horse, this horse, and we've made this call the whole way through. He he won a maiden in New Zealand. He came over and won, I think, a benchmark 64 at Bendigo. He then went, won one of those country showcase races at Cranbourne, and he won an 84 the other day on a leader bias track and probably, well, not probably, definitely ran a peak rating. They gave him nine rating points. And obviously Racing Victoria, trying to promote racing, are looking for emerging horses coming through. Mummify was a 13-start maiden, Hawksy. Went on a 1-5 group one races. Mm. Now, the whole idea about progressive horses is that if he eventually makes it to wait for age or he's a good enough horse to be a group one horse, which we're all hoping he is, like we're all excited about the fact that he's progressed so quickly. Yeah. The idea is to run through the handicaps, I would have thought. Now, being invited into the All-Star Mile, great initiative by Racing Victoria, and we can all have a crack at them. But what they're trying to do is attract the buzz horses, the ones that are progressing to take on the champs. And as I've said the whole way through, Mr. Brightside's got a rating of 118. We've got a rating of 85. That's 33 rating points. It's probably 15 kilos. So if we were meeting Mr. Brightside in a handicap, say the Doncaster, it's got 65 and we've got 50. And we're going to meet it at level weight. So you're definitely going there to well, the All-Star Well, no, no look, I mean, that'll be totally up to Kieran, to be honest. You and know, look, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the horse probably raced a little flat too. I haven't had a chance to speak to Craig yeah. yet. Everyone was emotional. We were frustrated because we didn't want the horse to lead. Craig made a decision to do it. I still don't buy into the fact that, I mean, he worked up the hill. I still don't buy into the fact that trying to control from the front was the best way yeah. for that horse to race. All that effectively happened, I spoke to a couple of form guys who would know better than me. When he did slow, all that enabled was the back horses to be able to slingshot into the fast lane. And there's no doubt that there was a lane, three or four horses out, five horses out. So controlling from the front, a couple of races, people got away with it. But I mean, Riff Rocket swept down the middle. Most of those horses yeah. swept down the middle. So congratulations to Cole McKenna. There's no hard feelings here. So you know, was Kiramar really fired up after the race? Well, he was frustrated because the horse has gone around at $1.24. The horse worked really well during the week. He's a very progressive horse. 
and and we you know we're thinking he's better than those horses. So in that instance, you've got to give the horse every opportunity yeah. to race to his pattern and finish off. And he didn't do that. Craig made the decision. We can all hang Craig. There's not much point doing that. He's on a dollar twenty-four thing. Why he thought was it would he win. It? Was it with the view of riding him in the All-Star? Model? No, no, no. He, he was. Listen. He was on it because Blake couldn't make the weight. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah that, that's the only some reason. Will, Otherwise, will Blake say, and there's waited. a few text messages coming through. When you say to a jock, go and have a look, and then he has a look, he digs him out of the gate, then he has to go for it. Otherwise, you're going to be caught wide there, Johnny. Yeah, but in that instance, they were charging, Gareth. Yeah. There was five horses. So if you go back and have a look at it, and that's a fair comment too, but I think in a lot of those races, certainly at the 1400, if you get an opportunity to go forward and other horses automatically drag back, well, then Jimmy probably sits yeah. one out running fourth. Let, let, That's let, where he is, let you me, know? Let me jump in there because, to be, to be fair, when you say and have a look, now what if he flew the start? Like he ricocheted out yeah. like something like an Oakley plate will this sad day. Yeah. And all of a sudden the leader kicks up. Well, he just slides across, does no work, mm. and lobs outside the leader and hasn't spent a penny and just puts the anchors on. Now that's... When the barriers come out on Wednesday for Saturday, you look at the field, and they would have, the, the 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 Jimmy's connections would have looked at it, and if they were fair income, they would have said, "We're in shitter's ditch here. Yeah. We're in big trouble because the barrier straight away tells you we're in heaps of trouble, doesn't it?" Really? Yeah, and look, all I'll just go back and say it's a dollar twenty-four. It's horrendous. The horse got beaten. The horse has pulled up really well. Kieran's staff, I spoke to Ash on Saturday night. She went back and spent another couple of hours with him. He licked his bin clean. He was good the next morning. So, He's obviously a tough bugger. Yeah. So he may have raced a little flat second up off the big peak. So I don't reckon he raced flat. Yeah, well, look, because, he may because, not have. He may not have. what was the official margin he got beat? Oh, neck or something. I don't know. Not right. far. Not right. Far. Not so far. you've only gotten beat that much. If you win by that much, you go, gets, bad ride, but look, we got away with it. Yeah. Who, who performed out of his skin. He ran out of his yeah. skin, but Craig jumps and goes back. He's on the back of Macram, back last. Probably gets over the top and beats and him. But anyway, correct. can I just say, devastated for the people that backed the horse. Um, don't lose faith bet? in the horse. Did you bet? No, I didn't. It was no, too short for no, me. Fair it was too short for me. But like, all I'm saying is, there's a really passionate ownership group around this horse. Um... We we were we went in open minding minded thinking we would win the race. Craig made a decision; it didn't work out. Kieran is frustrated because he likes to deliver. He you know he he wants to deliver not only for the owners but you know for the racing public. Mm. And he was under scrutiny because Craig probably made it. Well, didn't probably Craig made a decision that Kieran wasn't happy with, completely out but of the racehorse's but- pattern. But at the end of the day. Craig made the call. He was the one steering the horse. So and the what, horse got beaten. Where did the apology come from? Did he apologise? Yeah, to after, you in the, yeah, in uh, the video. Yeah. yeah, in the video afterwards. Yeah. Look, he just said, "I made a decision to go forward. They booted up. I didn't anticipate that. And then my call was: Do I either keep going or do I drop my hands and go back? It was a fifty-fifty yeah. decision at that stage. If I drop my hands and go back the way the race was run, you probably win." But I was on a dollar twenty-four thing, and I thought so. He apologised. And, and how long after the race was this? Just straight, straight after, after the race, he came after. in and spoke right, to right. everyone. And so, look, you know, Craig, so look, Craig's a professional. Like he, he was very diplomatic yeah. in the process. He was gutted the horse lost as well. So I think from an emotional scenario and from the peanuts in the gallery yelling and screaming and carrying on, uh, we all wanted to win. We didn't win. So at the end of the day, do you know what? We go through the process yeah. now. We find it. If it was me, and it won't be me, it'll be Kieran making the call. There's plenty of nice seven furlong and mile listed races. 
he can qualify for a Doncaster and get in. And so you're hopefully, not going to the All Star. No, mile. I don't. I don't know. That'll, if it was me, I wouldn't be going to the All Star okay. Mile. But so it won't be up to me. It'll be up to Kieran. I want to come back to Craig in a minute, but I'll put my trainer's hat on here. And I don't, for one second, I don't. I'm not saying I'm Kieran Martin. I don't know what he's thinking. But what happens in that instance is this: that as a trainer, you walk away and forget about the horse winning or losing. Gut buster. Should I run in the All Star Mile? Is he good enough? Did I overthink this? Did was the horse flat? These are the things as a trainer that is out of your control, and you don't know what the right answer is. If he jumps, leads on his ear, bolts up, sits back, goes whoosh down the outside, wins. Well, it's quite easy. Whereas at the end of the day, the bottom line is Kieran now has to not go and second guess himself, but he has to go and go. I'm going to jump all these ratings. It's great if we get a job done, but what if we what if we don't? Because what the point Johnny was making before was we're a ratings-based system at the bottom end. Once we leave maiden grade, but that horse has jumped grades, and as soon as you jump grades and you do a job, the handicapper flogs you, and you're never coming back. This is not Hong Kong where you can give it six six uh, out of out of its uh, own race. So, so Hawksy, on that, and, and Mickey Gannon would be a good a great guy to to talk to about this. When you sit down and weigh it up. Any logic would say a 118 rate a horse that's flying, absolutely flying, was a huge win first up. It'll be versus a It'll progressive young horse. Well, this horse only won the Cox Plate. This no, horse has won the Doncaster. There's 33 rating points between Correct. them. Should, and that's and, for and a if reason. We had, if we that's hadn't got invited into the All-Star Mile, yeah. do you know what? Nobody would even be talking about no. this. No, but you are. So I know we did, but I'm relevant. just saying, just so we didn't get invited, right? He wouldn't have got nine points the other day for winning. He might have got six. And you know what he would have done? He would have gone round in the benchmark 84 or 86 because he would have been an 84 rater and probably won. But and you, then he'd be... He'd be progressing through his handicap. That, so that, the, yeah. the, look, there's great talk about it, G, which is great. But at the end of the day, let's just let the horse do the talking, see how Kieran, whatever Kieran wants to do, and we'll move on from there. It's not, it's not the Craig Williams bash show here, but the bottom line is you've got to give him some credit, to be fair. Was it, a, was it an ordinary ride? Mm. Yes. He's admitted that. Kieran said it. So we don't need to, we don't need to second guess. He's one of the best. The trainer right. and the jockey have he said made the call. What, but No, no, I know we need to go to a break, but I, I need to say this. He has admitted wrong. Now, we, we spoke about this yesterday, Gareth. Football players do the wrong thing and we assess it and reassess it and reassess it and reassess it. And Waitley this morning's on there doing his show and everyone's on there, you know, the, the, the Sunday morning footy show and the show tonight that Archie's on and everyone goes on and reassesses everything and, you know, looks at it so finely. The jockeys don't get that very often. The only time they get it, and it's been Craig a fair bit lately, Giga Kick, when it when it didn't go to plan, and then obviously yesterday. But that's but you got to take the good with the bad because when you want to ride these the big shots, you have to get. See it what right. his ride on Riff Rocket was pretty good. Correct, yeah. pretty and the horse was hanging out a bit, and he we, helped it to the line. We yeah, need I to agree. take a we need to take a break, Johnny. But you've been holding on to this story for a little while. Chris Wallace just released a statement, and it breaks my heart. Um, and it reads, it's incredibly sad that we pass on the news on behalf of the ownership group that Very Elegant has passed away um, due to complications giving birth to her foal. The news is just filtering through to stable staff now and other close connections who are coming to terms with this tragic news. She was in fantastic hands on a farm who did all they could for her and we'd like to thank them for their efforts, which we will be forever grateful for. We all saw the courage she had on the racetrack over many seasons and she will never be forgotten by those close to her 
as well as the wider racing public who followed her career and loved her so much. That's from Chris Waller on behalf of the ownership group, which includes you, Johnny. So um, we're thinking of you guys. It's um, Yeah, no, it's, it's horrendous. Uh, just absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, she gave us uh, the most joy from a racing aspect yeah. of all time. And hopefully we can... Um, We'll see if we can get Bray Sikolsky on to have a bit of a chat. He'll have a little bit more so, detail just before 11. What happened? I think she's just um, died giving birth. Um, I don't have all the details. As I said, Bray's 100% across it. Um, so obviously they were trying to save her, but that hasn't worked out. So And is, she's obviously still in Europe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So she was in. She was giving foal to her, um, see the stars. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, Unfortunately, the foals passed away too. So, um, so there's no progeny. So, what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll give Bray a text and uh, see if I can get him on yeah. Gareth, and he can give you a few more details. She gave you so many great memories, and we will talk about very elegant and paid tribute to that wonderful mare who sadly has passed away overnight in Ireland. Um, so, yeah, it's heartbreaking hearing that news this morning. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with. Plenty more here on the Monday Means Test. Gareth Hall, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks with you. Tears very elegant. She's coming home. 300 to go. The mighty mare moves up to incentivise and races on by. Then floating out of Spanish mission. But very elegant at the 150. The darling of the turf has raced clear. Three lengths incentivise. And it's very elegant. Ten group ones. And now the greatest of them all. The Melbourne yeah, well. Cup. Very that, that race call and that race gives me goosebumps listening to Maddie Hill call very elegant home in that Melbourne Cup. And she was a special horse and sadly, and it's heartbreaking to hear the news this morning. It's just breaking with Chris Waller that very elegant has passed away after um, complications, giving birth to a foal there overnight in Ireland. Johnny O'Neill's paid tribute, uh, a part owner. And there's a lot of text messages coming through. My God, that sad news for you, very elegant makes me cry. Um, very sad to hear about Very Elegant. Very Elegant was my favourite. Um, heartbreaking about Very Elegant. I loved her. She was my favourite horse. That Melbourne Cup victory, I'll never forget. Brace Sikolsky was also a part owner. He's been good enough to join us uh, during this tough period. Bray, um, we're thinking of you, mate. So sad to hear the news overnight. Do you know what happened? Oh, we might. The great man will yeah. will be available shortly. Um, look, I think uh, just while we're on that, I think in the early days, um, you know, when we did buy her, mm. uh, again, Bray was sort of one of the driving forces with Darren Weir in the early days Yeah, to get the horse over. Um, had a great relationship with um, with the Carters, the original uh, the, the original crew that were in the horse. And, and during that journey, he managed to sort of get Ozzy in and myself and, and a few other guys, and we built fantastic relationships yeah. on the journey. So it, he was um, he was the catalyst to sort of get the horse over originally and then get Oz, myself, and everybody involved. So um, He's with us now, Bray. We're so sorry to hear the news, mate. Uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, how did you hear about the news, and do you know what happened? Yeah, I was actually at my uh, 30-year school reunion last night and uh, catching up with uh, some very old friends I hadn't seen for a while. And I got a call from Matt Gillison, um, who runs the farm in Ireland, Newellum. And uh, I was excited because I've been waiting um, and I assumed it was a call to tell me, um, you know, that there'd been a healthy foal and... 
I answered excitedly and I could tell straight away from the tone of his voice, uh, we're in trouble. And he, uh, he just said that it's been a terrible couple of hours and, uh, they, um, they'd lost the foal and that she was in the vet clinic fighting for her life. And she was such a special horse to you, mate. Uh, she was. I mean, she, you know, it's a cliche, but, you know, she really did feel like part of the family. And, you know, I was so looking forward to not just, you know, this foal, but, you know, the generations ahead, um, you know, for her progeny and that legacy um, that you get from, you know, breeding with a champion. Um, and unfortunately, that's, uh, that's all lost. And now we have his, his memories of her yeah. as a racehorse. So many messages coming through. Um, goosebumps watching that darling of the turf win the Melbourne Cup. My God, that sad news, re very elegant. I loved her. Like she was the people's horse, Bray, and we're seeing it right now on our text message line. Yeah, I think you know, it wasn't just uh, you know, how good she, she was and what she achieved. I think it was the way she did it and Part of, I think, what made her, um, that, you know, that people's horse was she never did it easy um, and she was far from, you know, a perfect champion. She was, she had her vices and she had her, um, you know, habit, habits that made things difficult for her um, and made all her wins the more meritorious. Um, and I think people sort of um, emphasise with that um, and you know the the imperfect nature of her as a racehorse was was part of her appeal, and um, that tenacity and that courage, and you know we saw those characteristics um, when she was fighting, um, and you know she the, the farm manager said that you know they were surprised how you know I guess given the extent of her injuries, um, you know how how long she fought for, um, but at the end of the day it was. They were just too catastrophic, um, and and she couldn't be saved. Yeah, it's um, it's tough, Johnny. And she won a Melbourne Cup, a Caulfield Cup. She gave every horse, well, she gave everybody hope. She was a daughter of Zed and Darren Weir, and Bray's team identified her from those New Zealand days. And then to do what she was able to do, especially for Chris Waller when he got her to settle, um, what a horse! Yeah, and and I think you know, to as Bray was saying, um. Not only was she an imperfect champion to win over fourteen hundred meters as a Group One mare, and then go on and and win a Melbourne Cup as well. You know, to stand up and continue to do what she did, and I think Bray, the friendships and stuff that were built with her, and the relationships and the association is something that you know probably we wouldn't have continued on racing wise, Bray, would we, if if we hadn't have sort of met through her. So yeah, um, exactly. You know, so and there's that's some the legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So look, um, you know, and the camaraderie, and uh, you know, I have to say as well, it um, it uh, makes sort of the decision of the ATC and racing New South Wales uh, elevates the importance of that, and and brings an additional poignancy to uh, the naming of uh, the Chipping Norton or the renaming to the Very Elegant, because uh, you know that does immortalise her. Um, and, you know, hopefully they'll still be talking about her um, when when they're racing the Very Elegant Stakes in, you know, 100 years' time. Yeah, Very Elegant Stakes Day will be a special day now. Um, one of our listeners has just texted in and Chris Waller and James McDonald would love to win that 
that running now with Fangirl is the dominant favourite. Bray, we're thinking of you and the rest of the owners and Chris Waller and his team. And um, yeah, from a racing fan point of view, she was the people's horse. She had such a big heart. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough day. No, I really appreciate that, Gareth. And uh, yeah, for, to everyone out there who's, you know, feeling the loss, um, you know, I'm, I'm deeply sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, she'll forever be remembered. Yeah, her legacy will live on forever. Good on you, Bray. Thanks we'll catch you up soon, mate. Thanks, guys. I think one of the things about Very Elegant, I think she's very Mr. Brightside-like. Yeah. You don't realise what those horses have done until you actually go back and look at Very Elegant's record and you, oh, she won that. Oh, yeah, she, oh, I remember that day she won that. Oh, yeah, she won that. She won, what'd she win, 11 group ones or some? Yeah, from yeah 11, 11 group Like that's yeah. superimposed. That's Octagonals and Lonros and the, you know, the Sun Lions and the Northerlies. I mean, you're up there with the great, great names when you're winning, you know, double-figure group ones. And as I said, Mr. Brightside's in that same Elk have uh, never been called a champion, really, until he basically just about won a Cox Plate. Yeah, from 1,400 to, That's to what two I'm miles. She was, yeah. she was champ. Um, we'll take the news. We'll come back with plenty more. This is the Monday Means Test. Gareth Hall, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawke for the Monday Means Test. Let's talk about the Queen's Imperatrice. She was superb in the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. Forget about that trial. Um, she dictated. Hello. Yeah, well, Hello. 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 In fact, Who said forget about me, the trial? Let me. Um, God, people carry on about trials. People out listen. there, love this mare. Love her, love her, support her, watch her. Go and watch her do yeah. the wonderful things that she does because... Yeah. That was an extraordinary win on the weekend. And again, when we get these champions, we've got this bloody habit in Australia, haven't we? We always want to try to pull them down, this whole sort of well, tall poppy syndrome. It's a superstar, this yeah. horse. It's she's a, a superstar. She's a Kiwi. She's a freak, Australasian mate. now. So yeah, the, well, there you go. What did Uncle Wayne say about the Barry trials? I took the advice and Imperatory was the bet of the century. Well done. Uncle He's a very Wayne good is judge, a weapon. Uncle Wayne. He's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> he is a weapon. <laughs> Stop worrying about barrier trials. Yeah. There's, there's, like if, if Opie Boston had, had a ridden it and come in and said, and, and that's nothing against Mick D, but you know what? We read into too much. And you know what? There's one thing. When you've worked with the quality of horses like that before, yeah. there's one thing they do. They keep making you look good and make no mistake about that. But did it from Barry to Box. It's very hard to lead up a straight at Flemington and, uh, and do the job. And uh, gee, Wallace horse was good. Fangirl, she was yeah, good. No, 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 not no, 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 the third horse. Es- you know, it was good. Espinosa. Second horse was good too. Yeah. Second horse no, was good. Private, private, I ran well. Hey, yeah. the only thing I will say about barrier trials. Oh, here we go. Is if you've got a fast-bred two-year-old. Yep. That's had three trials and then goes to jump outs and then had the official trial with the blinkers on that you're sooling forward in the 800-meter trial to try to win. You get beat 20 lengths and you've got a problem. Where are you going here, Johnny? Well, I'm just saying, not in all instances, oh, throw okay. barrier trolls out the no, window. No, but like, no, no, no. But but like, when, when you're talking about yes, the good horses, I, I remember, agree. I remember Sepoy, who was who was one of the greatest two-year-olds ever, who will never get that recognition, but he really was. He had a, he came back as a three-year-old and trolled up at Werribee, and everyone went, ugh. I think he won first up by five. He's a star. What about Fangirl? Macca says she's the James McDonald this morning, says she's the Tay-Tay of Australian oh, racing, oh, and she yeah. won like I will winks. say the only challenge that that horse has. Is the Japanese. The only way it will get beaten, this preparation, 
over the right over the right distance, which can clearly be fourteen hundred to two thousand. Would that yeah. be fair, Wayne? Yes, seven to two thousand. The yep. only way it will get beaten is track bias being leader. That's back, it. Backaroo was good. He was good. Yeah. He was good. What about, um, yeah, I think he's a black book. Of, we, he we've went actually, good. Militarised we, we, went good. All we, the good horses yeah. went good. We've, we've, actually, we've actually got a good lot of horses in the middle that some of these militarisers and those horses need to step up and take the top, top mantle and come back and win group ones. And I'm not saying they won't, but we really need to uh, I tell you, the other horse that went good, think it over. I, I wasn't at the races. No. I watched it on the telly, but I will say it looked like Wayne, think it over. Yes. So I'm thinking there's a fair what, bit a of weapon. improvement. He's a weapon. Ad break, will you? But yes. I think there's a bit ad of improvement. Break. It was good. He's getting on. It was good. And ad break. Kerry good. Parker said he needs to run under his belt. Well, there you go. So do I always normally. Mm. <laughs> I should, I've got a couple of good O's. Go to the ad break. Oh, You're always it. good yeah. in Adelaide. You never oh. need anything over there. I saw You're Wayne like, at the George on Saturday night. Now go to an ad break. Duke in front on the outside now. Firehouse is about to get some clear running. Placing hope and also intrusion, but down to the line. Bo Duke will win. Bo Duke first. The Rogue I am second. Third in the race will go to intrusion. A good go fourth. We had over uh, Pacing Hope there on the outside. It was Firehouse for second. Or Zachary Shannon there in that photo for fourth. And then came the Rogue I am uh, further back in the field. We've got another lap to go. Hang on, what's going on here? We've got another lap. Bo Duke in front. And second spot at the moment. Come on. <laughs> Where was, was that? That was at um, Blaney in New South Wales yesterday. Blaney, Craig Easy's a legend. He's one of the great blokes. It? Craig Easy, the race caller. He's, that was my own no. Fair. Um, How good's that? One lap to go. Yeah, Lent here, Tommy Berry. He, like, I love Tommy. Tommy's one of my favourites. But, um, but I think Jason Collett took his spot. And then he protested <laughs> just, just, just to highlight what happened there, Tommy. I don't know if you should have protested mm. or not, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a tough watch for those uh, backers of Valencia. It was. My oh no is uh, me giving Jason Collard a pot because he's uh, turned it around, the great man. <laughs> he's turned it around. He's gone bang, bang on the weekend and made me look silly. A uh, couple of extraordinary rides there, so good on him. And then... Uh, an oh no announcement, which is not very good, which will be out uh, later today. Mm. Sulcum will miss uh, the autumn. Um, it's been announced, yep. It has, yeah. It's got some swelling around uh, the high suspension. Oh, you haven't. <laughs> You've done that too, have you? He's unreal. Look, I've got a bit of information. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it quiet, and that's what happens. So anyway, so he'll miss the autumn. Um, just got some swelling around a high suspensory, so... Uh, Hopefully all good and back for the spring, but um, you know the intention was the cup anyway. So yeah. hopefully he can um, he can come back in the spring. Michael Hawks takes Claire to the races, race one and race eight at Canterbury last Friday night. Claire says, "Well, we'll go to the races and we'll just sneak off to our favourite little uh, restaurant called Little Sicily." So off they go, and Claire's trying to ring, trying to ring, no answer. They get there, the whole block is flattened, the restaurant's gone. The size of Bunnings, the area that's on the ground, and no one, no one of the poor buggers wouldn't answer their phones. Go on, Claire. <laughs> there you go. It's a bit of an oh no. Hey, Nash is getting a lot of votes for the um, butchers notches. Brianna's notches. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That you know what? That is a very, very, very good horse. That horse. I agree. Buenos notches. It'll be yeah, winning the new what, market. Well, I just want to tell you, you won't want to be on a leader's track the way it raced the other day. 
Yeah, so but, but it always these are the back. problems now, right? You it got can't back in the uh, sprint. Well, I'm it just got, saying, got just generally, I don't, ca- I don't yeah. care where they are, but you cannot bet futures because the tracks My, are critical in that. I've got another I know. Um, I, what, I hope it's the carrot juice you're drinking. No, what's, yeah. what's going Ice on? Ice baths. What's tans, in between, in between radio, you know, the ads and stuff. He's doing? in there with what that bloody. Doing? What's that carotone? What are you doing? The Australian, the Australian bloodstock team got stuck into you. I don't Who? know if it was a direct Australian yeah. bloodstock. They, you know what I they do? They basically then? said what, like they were saying, was a great ride by Craig Williams. We won't say the Australian bloodstock team. We can yeah. say Luke Merrill. And, you know what we do, Hawksy? What do we do? Well, no, you tell me. <laughs> we you throw tell him me a what fish, we mate. Do. We no. throw him a fish. That's what we do. <laughs> we throw him a fish. We just. That's what we do. We just throw him a fish. At the end of the day, actually, I don't that, see that how there's that, any benefit in that the potting match race. That was actually Gareth after the carrot juice. Yeah, just that, ridiculous. Let's behavior. take let's take ridiculous let's take behavior. a quick break and we'll come back with plenty more straight after. Throw him a fish. Sha la 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 la. Another good song. Uh oh. Yeah. That was you, Johnny. All right, then let's get through these text messages. Um, hey, Gareth, great for you guys to stick up for the the media, mate. Willow, for his ride on Jimmy Star, he should have been suspended for an incompetent ride. What about thinking about the punters for a change? Up goes my multi and smoke, costing me a thousand dollars. That's from Tony from Perth. Bad luck, Sorry, Tony. Yeah, sorry, Tony. Um, shout we out to Wayne Hawks. My younger cousin won't say his age. Wanted to buy a horse on, at the sales last month. Called up Wayne himself. Wayne gave him more than enough time, which was incredible. However, his budget was $10,000. The horse went for $16,000. Brackets, cousin is 14, by the way. So um, you're a good man, Wayne. My God, that sad news, re very elegant. Makes me cry. That's from Scott. Um, what you be looking towards Willow again if you need a jockey? Oh, would you be looking towards Willow again if you need a jockey for him down in the weights? Or would you be looking elsewhere going forward? Johnny. Well, I think that, I mean, Willow knows the horse well, so he clearly understands that we don't go forward anymore. So I'm sure he wouldn't do that. So he'd be fine. Um, geez, it was difficult to hear the news about Very Elegant Gutted. So many tributes coming through from um, our listeners regarding the passing of Very Elegant. With Craig's ride on Saturday, can you give a response if there uh, were the trainers of Jimmy? What response would Bart or John Hawke give? Would love to hear... What Wayne has to say about that, it's from Glenn. It happens every Saturday. But when you're on the $1.25 pop and it gets accentuated, that's as simple as how it is. It is no different coming up in the AFL home and away season where someone's going to miss and they're going to kick yeah. one goal three, not three goals one. So it is a game of inches and it happens and it will happen again and again and again. That's why I'm coming back as a greyhound trainer in my next Yeah, life. and the other thing is that's why John doesn't go to the races anymore, right? Exactly. <laughs> Poor old Jen, he's going to sit around and listen to Correct. Right. 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 Listen, listen to that. This is a backhanded compliment for you, Johnny. I'm a John O'Neill hater, however. Respect, oh, we all are. Don't worry about respect that. to him for having a fair assessment and being humble in defeat. Um, uh, no, he's got a lot of haters. Yeah. No, no, Johnny's very, very humble. Remember Sulkin got beat in the Melbourne Cup? He was that humble. He never even commented about Joe Marrera's ride. Yeah, he's in. That's how humble he was. He's inspired a lot of people today. Um, Going it, Johnny. You're back. Who wins the blue diamond? You know what? I reckon it's ten to one the field. I don't. There's genuinely probably six or seven horses that uh, can. You know. Yeah. If you said to me you got one horse, I don't know whether I could really pick one horse because we're 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 part of the problem. Is you're coming from a thousand meter races and seeing twelve hundred totally different race. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a 
It, it, it's going to be a big lottery, and if you've got a ticket in the lottery, good luck to you because it's uh, something of 33s will win and end up being a good horse. What I got do you a, watch? I've got another, um, oh no, Global Harmony sat in the gates there in Hong Kong, and well done to, like, Bet365 gave back your money um, if you backed that horse. That's why the... the yeah, that's why they're the favourite online betting brand, Bet365. So he, he's, he's, he's the new Chautauqua, Global Harmony. Oh, it happens, doesn't it? And then wow. poor old Zach Purton got booed, like booed, abused in the mounting yard after the, as he le- was legged up for the next race. Well, they didn't They didn't do that to Tommy and uh, no. Dwayne Dunn, did they? That was. Uh... Now, can I just go back to Storm Boy again, that yeah. trial last week? It's going to win the Golden Slipper by a furlong. Mm. I can't believe did that you listen to I can't Max believe it's $3. No, I didn't listen no, to that. No, he but... was... Like a, I Jay, said, Jay I'm, who? Jay McDonald. Um, Switzerland was impressive, but nice I reckon horse. won't he get near with yeah. your storm boy. It's a very nice horse. Yeah. And Did just going back to the Blue Diamond, on what you said, Hawksy, again, track's going to be very important here because if it is leader biased, please, that lady please, Camelot, won't, won't that be. that lady Camelot, won't be, won't be. is won't be. absolutely airborne gaze okay. horse. It'll go to the front, fully lit. Spy wire, our horse. Trialed very well during yeah. the week. Ran third behind Storm Boy, Magic Millions. What Forms about, there. Uh, what about, Coleman, Anisa, and High Octane if you can run on. Bob so Bastille, have you made up with Mark Zara yet? Yes, we have. Because I caught up with one of the, um, oh. yeah, Glenn from Malvern East. Yes. Glenn from, no, Glenn Craig, from Craig, Malvern East. Craig, Craig from Malvern East. He, th- he thought. Uh, no, Craig from Malvern yeah, East, sorry. Yeah, he he thought uh, Mark was right and uh, Bubblehead here was wrong, but that's okay. We're allowed to be wrong. Hey, well, great, great from all the about being right or wrong, at the end of the day, the horse had one trial. You don't do that. It's mm. an opinion. It's just not what happens. Well, Mark doesn't agree with your opinion. I mean, opinion. there's a lot of there's a Jeez, lot of there's it, a lot of uh, haters. Straight from Melbourne East. Johnny O'Neill. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> hating on me at the moment. I'm just trying to shake it off. What about um? Zara fixed you up on social media. You probably yes. had the better of that. that he did. Yeah. He did. Yes. Would you put him back on, Bob, but still? Of yes. course I would. Yes, of course he would. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. He's a bloody Jim, good rider. We're, we're running, ride, a, but we're he's running a bloody good rider. It's uh, Shane Rose, who's a, a champion uh, equestrian rider, going to represent Australia in the Olympic Games later on this year. It was, it was a dress-up costume. He's gone as uh, Borat and the Mankini, and I've stood him down. Yeah, that's I unbelievable. Mean, one Mankini. Yeah, well, well, I've got to tell you one thing. It's like one goat. One goat. Why aren't you in the Olympics, Rosie? I got caught wearing a Oh, but you mean a Mankini now. That's a weapon. Now that's something. This, now we could see the weapon if he bit, was in the man cave. This is a bit harsh. Jimmy Scar's a new Simeon. Of... <laughs> oh, this is that's a bit harsh. Which one? It's last two. Yeah. Simeon. It's going all right. Good on you, boys. Thanks for that. See, see you, guys. That is giddy up. The SEN app now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to listen anywhere, anytime. Good morning, I'm Nath Gardner with SEN News. The Albanese government is defending its commitment to Operation Sovereign Borders, despite more than 40 asylum seekers arriving in remote Western Australia. While on nine, opposition leader Peter Dutton 